know you got it Fix your crown now, sis It's fix your crown with Shanice Khalil Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, no, you got it Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, 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 you got it Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, no, you got it Fix your crown now, sis It's fix your crown with Shanice Khalil I know sometimes it gets hard like I know sometimes you can't see the fire But just know what got on your side Everything will be alright Hey y'all I'm gonna say good morning but it's not morning Let me hurry up if I can finish getting my groceries out But I did I wanted to share something really quick And I was about to write it on Facebook But I don't feel like writing it So why not podcast it But I hope you guys having a beautiful day today I just wanted to share I know I was dri- I knew I was driving to Walmart a few minutes ago or whatever. And I was thinking like how people portray the healing process and how they make it seem like it really is. Like sometimes they make it seem like, hey, you gotta be perfect and then you get your husband. Or they make it seem like, oh, you gotta heal one percent and then you would meet then you would meet the person who you're called to be with, or you then you would do this, then you would do that. They portray it just be this perfect journey. And that's one of the reasons why I made this podcast. I don't know. I feel like I was called to just um, say this really quick. Like, I want to just tell a lot. Like, anybody know me? Always been transparent about everything I went through. But I want to, like, start from the beginning. Um, I think I lost my virginity at 15 years old. And the guy, the first guy, my first love, whatever you want to call it. I don't even consider that's first love. My daughter, my first love. <laughs> but the, my first boyfriend, whatever. I remember that's where my insecurity started. Well, some of them. It started with him because he was a popular guy in Detroit or whatever. And he um he had a bunch of girlfriends. So by me not knowing my worth at 15 years old, that was kind of the journey of me not going into brokenness. So I went from being with him. He, did, he had about a bunch of girlfriends. Then my boyfriend from high school, who I was with for like five years... I remember, like, he finally admitted to, like, actually this year that he was, like, dating and cheating on me with at least 20 girls. So, and I remember, like, that was that stuff was painful. And then, I remember when I was 15, I just ran away from home from my first boyfriend. I used to get chased by the police. Literally, police chasing me. And the crazy part is, I thought it was fun. But it wasn't fun when, when my mom was crying. So, when I seen her cry, that's what made me, like, okay, now you got to chill. Now, like, you don't see mama go through this pain. Um, I remember, like... I remember being in clubs and the club was just getting shot at. Like, like literally, they shooting like crazy. And I'm like, bro, what is going on? And I remember I remember standing next to this guy the whole entire night. And I told my cousin, I said, let's go take a picture in the back. And that moment, we made like five steps towards the back. The guy who had been standing next to me the whole night, he got shot and killed. So I'm like, okay, that's grace. That was the first grace warning God gave me. Then the second time was when I was running away, getting chased by the police. I remember my old pastor, she called me and she was like, she was like, I seen you at this park. It was a bandit school. And she was like, she was naming the color of the swings and stuff like that. And the park that she named was the, um, was on McKinley in Detroit. And she, that's the park I used to run away to with my ex-boyfriend. And she said, I seen three guys coming to you and they was about to rape you. And I remember, I ran away again before the last time when I was 15 or 16. I was 15, I think. Yeah, I was 15. And my ex-boyfriend put me out the house. And then when he put me out the house, 
it was late at night and I remember I was walking towards that park and it was three men walking up towards me and then happened like it was late at night one of my old friends her auntie was in a neighborhood driving she told me get in the car and I remember I got in the car with her and I left and I'm like okay that's grace number two and then I remember let me be truthful I had my first abortion I think at 16 or 15 I had my first abortion at 15 16 and I remember at the time, I didn't know I was getting an abortion. Like, I didn't know. I knew I was pregnant. But, like, growing up, they tell you that, they tell you, like, okay, don't have sex. But they don't tell you the consequences. Nobody never told me that abortions exist. At 15 years old, I didn't have a clue about abortions. And I started to see that people was using abortion as a birth control method. And I thought it was normal. I honestly did. Like, nobody, I mean, everybody thought it was normal at the time. People still think it's normal. That's the, that's their opinion. But, so I remember, I never told anybody I had abortion too. I had abortion at 15 years old. It's crazy I'm able to say that now. So I got the abortion, and it didn't really impact me. Like, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me until probably two years ago. My best friend was like, wow, how did that make you feel? And it hit me that day, like, when I was, like, 22 or 23, when she asked that. Like, because after a while, you would begin to... You will begin to shove stuff under the rug, and then it doesn't bother you, but it's under there. It's it's not far. So, um, so I got that when I was like 15, and then what happened after I left my boyfriend from high school? I think that's when I just like, I just like, I just didn't know my worth. I was just, I felt like I was ugly. I didn't, I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't know who I was at all. Like, I didn't know. I didn't have a clue at this point. And then after that, around that time, after that ended. That's when nothing but married men, I used to be attracted to married, not attracted, they used to be attracted to me. Like, I didn't choose them. They used to always be attracted to me, like, always. Like, it was like I had this sin on me, like, where men, like, wanted me, and they was, like, fully married or whatever. And I'm like, bro, what is this? And then, I want to say 20, oh, this was 2017. 2017, I work at Volkswagen corporate office. I was dressing cute, looking cute. Such and such. And I remember this guy walked up to me. And we both, both her, I had a pencil skirt on. He had a suit on. And both our outfits was matching. And, like, I thought this was the man in my dreams. Because I thought he was, like, the one guy I had for me at the moment. Because he was, like, the first person that actually, like, taught me, like, the Bible pretty much. And I, like, made me want to read it. He was buying, like, Just Because gifts. Like, he was just, like, spoiling me. He was just, like, he was just being so different. I wasn't used to it. Like, he was just a true gentleman. And I remember my birthday. I'm like, I said, God, I'm starting to fall for this man. And I was like, God revealed his true colors to me. And that same day, God revealed to me that he was married. And at that moment, I remember I was just crushed. Like, I was just completely crushed. And I remember in that year, I'm like, God, what is my purpose? And God gave me a dream. It was like, one day you're going to help women all around the world. I'm like, God, how am I going to help women around the world? And I need help. Help me. God help me out, help a sister out. I can't help them. They need to come help me. And I remember I had that dream and it stuck with me or whatever. So at that time, I was just like damaged goods. Like I was completely damaged goods. Then 2018 come. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. 2018 was a lot. 2018 was a lot. 2018 come and then I was still damaged goods. I think I was like, I was just dating and I was just like. I was making a bunch of money. I stopped going to church. I was just in the world, just doing what I wanted to do, pretty much doing anything. That's the year I had the abortion that nearly killed me. And I remember, 
I think it was like March that year in 2018. I remember being on that abortion table and I remember it just being so cold in that room. Like it was just cold. And I remember it was like an elevator music playing or something like that in the background. And I remember God like, do not do this. Do not do this. And like he said, it may cost you your life. Like the word may just stood out. So I took that word may for granted and still did the abortion. And the guy who had the abortion with child, he took me to the dog park and dogged me out real bad. But Lord, I forgive him. So I ain't going to bash him. So I got the abortion. And then three months went by. And I told my best friend, I was like, I'm feeling weak. Like, I'm feeling like real weak. I'm feeling like, she's like, go to the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm going to go tomorrow. And she was like, no, she needs to get up and go today. So I went that day. And it was like, you have to go through emergency surgery because you have a dead fetus in you. And it was pretty much like the dead fetus was like rotting in, in, like, in my body or whatever. So I lost like a lot of blood. And it was like... Too much information. I lost a lot of blood. I'm just keep it there. And I remember they said, like, you, you could have almost died. So I was still in the rural. I was still living my best life. You would think that woke me up. Nah, I was still asleep. So <laughs> sleep spiritually, let me say that. So I'm still asleep spiritually. And I remember this guy named my Facebook friend. Like, he named my Facebook friend. And I seen it pop up on my timeline. He posted his sister. And she died at that same exact clinic for the same exact reason, that same exact year. You would think that woke me up. They didn't wake me up. So 2018 was just horrible. Like, it was really, really, really horrible. And then 2019 come, um, the last guy I dated, like, we, we was, like, we was close friends. Like, we, we just, we was, we, we just knew each other, like, for years. I wouldn't even label close friends. We were just, like, good friends. I just say that. Like, we just always talked or whatever. And I decided to date him. And I knew that he was broken. And I knew I was broken. But when you're so broken, you feel like sometimes you can fix another person. Sometimes you can build another person up. And let me tell y'all, let me tell you how broken I was with this person. And I, I, this not to bash him because I have, I have crazy part is after all what happened with that situation, I still have mad respect for him because as much as he mistreated me, he still impacted my life and like, in good ways, just like other people in my past. Like, I looked at what they did, the lessons they taught me, not the stuff they did. I had to forgive that. But I remember how broken we was. I remember he was so broken. He was in love with another woman. And I knew this. I seen the signs. At first, I didn't see the signs. So by the time I started catching feelings, that's when I started seeing the signs. So I'm like, it's too late. Nah, I, I'm not about to leave. Nah, like, we about to just work through this. And eventually, I hope that he will move on from it. But if you see them signs with somebody, you have to catch them signs and take and and leap and go. And so I didn't take the signs seriously. Let me tell you how broken I was. I used to sit on the couch with this man and give him advice on how to move on from the person he was in love with. Then I would still turn around and sleep with this man and have sex with him at the end of the night. You know how damaged you got to be to do that? Like damage. Like damage control. And he used to go back and forth between um, me and the girl whatever. And I was just so damaged that I, I, I kept taking them back because I used to call it, we had this mad, I thought we had this mad chemistry. Like, I'm like, this, it was just weird. Like, it was, what we had, it was so strange, but God has revealed it to me. It was like, y'all had a trauma bond. Like, y'all was bonding, yeah, but y'all was bonded because y'all both had the same trauma, like, in relationship area. So we had this strong trauma bond that I confused it with chemistry. So I, I thought like, dang, this is this is the person I'm called to be with. So I settled, like I settled completely. So fast forward after that situation ended, I remember he he kept playing with me again. 
this is crazy because I wanted to share this so bad with people, but I couldn't share it until I got to the point where I was ready. I remember last year, he tried me one more last time. I'm like, this man is going to keep trying me. Like, he just kept playing me, and it was my fault. I kept allowing it. Let's be real. I kept allowing this man to play me. It was my fault. It was my weakness, my insecurities, my brokenness allowed this man to continuously play me. So in 2019, actually December, last year, almost a year now, I found out he was playing with me again with like two with her and other girl this time. So I'm like, man, bro gonna keep playing with me. Like, what is you doing? Like, I'm so calm. I got I barely used to argue with him. I barely used to like I never used to like scream at him. I'm like, he just gonna keep pushing. Me. Like, he just kept pushing me. like that button. He just kept pushing my button. So I blanked out. I literally blanked out. I literally drove to his house and tried to kick down his door. And y'all know what? They had the police called on me. I was like, oh, Lord. But I remember, I always tell people, or people I'm close to, I remember the red and blue lights was my sign to stop playing with my calling. I remember those red and blue lights was my sign to stop playing with my life. I remember those red and blue lights, the police lights, was my sign to stop playing. Stop playing with my daughter's life. Stop playing with my daughter's future. Like, that was like that was my sign. Like, those lights reminded me to stop playing. And my whole point of telling y'all that whole entire little recap, that's just some of the stuff I went through. Like, I'm a, I met my biological dad, 23 years old. It's a bunch of stuff. I just wanted to share that with. Stop playing with God, thinking God won't heal you because you've been through some stuff or you messed up or you made mistakes. Like, stop playing with God. God still can use you. God can still work with that. Sometimes we feel like we're too dirty spiritually to be used by God. I was a mess. I was a mess, a mess, child. I was a mess. I ain't never in my life picture me getting, kicking somebody dough down, trying to, like, if you know me now, you'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. And nobody's talk about the ugly process. Nobody's talk about them nights. Nobody's talk about that stuff. Everybody talk about the days they accomplished. Everybody talk about the days where they made it. Like, no, your girl, your sis, the crown fixer, you said knock down crowns. Like, no. I remember I caused another woman pain in 2018 because I was so broken. I had to literally write a long paragraph to this woman, apologize to her because I was so broken. I caused her pain due to another guy. And it's just like, I was a mess. And it's like, don't think, I don't care what you went through. I don't care what you went through. God can use it. God can use it. The thing is, you have to be able to give it to God to be used. I went through all of that. If you remember what I said, I had a dream in 2017 where I asked God that, um, what was my purpose? He gave me that dream where I was talking to women. I was talking to women on the stage. And like y'all know, I started this podcast last year due to the situation with the guy I was dating. Um, I wanted to share my process of healing, not healing from him. I wanted to share the process of healing overall from my past. I wanted everybody to see my wounds and my cuts. I wanted to share that. And, and yesterday... I did an audition and it was it was for me to speak to women on a stage to tell my story, to tell how I overcame it, to tell how I can help you out. And I was speechless. Like I'm still processing all of this because it's like it's unbelievable. And what I was saying in the beginning, being being you never stop healing. Like there's no end date to this. It's like it's like graduation. It's like semesters. You were healed from this area. And God was like, okay, yay. 
Now I'm about to show you something else in your heart that you didn't know that you had. Okay, you passed that area. I'm about to show you this, what you need to heal. I'm about to show you need to forgive this person. You don't want to forgive this person? Cool. I'm going to put you through the test again until you learn how to forgive, until you learn how to pass this test. It's, it's like it's levels and it's like school. Like You have to graduate to each level, but there's no ending point. It's, like, it's a long college semester. But I just wanted to tell somebody, like, we all have a story. We just have to stop victimizing ourselves. We have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves and... Stop feeling like, oh, we can't go nowhere because of our story. Like, I always say, stop blaming your mama for our story. Like, today, I just learned a lot about my mama, what she went through as a kid that I wasn't even, I, didn't, I never knew about. So I can't, I can't blame her for the things she do wrong. I can't blame her because a lot of our parents, they haven't even started healing. They don't even know where to start at healing. And that's most of us. Where do you start? And I always you start at the point where you're just giving God that hurt. And that's it. Like, you're literally surrendering. You're literally telling God, I'm giving you this yes. I don't know what this yes means, Lord, but I just give it to you. I just surrender it to you. Like, God, I know for a fact, God, this is going to be hard. This is going to be difficult. It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in life. But God, Lord, it will be the best decision you ever, any decision you ever made in life, I promise you, choosing to heal will be the best decision you ever made. It would be the best decision you ever make. And you got to be willing to feel that pain. You got to be willing to have bad days. You have to be okay with having bad days. You have to make bad days your new normal and actually look forward for the good days. It's going to be a bad day, good day. Like, it's be bad day, good day. To this day, I still have bad days and good days. Like, every other day, my emotions, like, switch up. Like, lately, God been showing me, like, I'm putting you through your purpose, but you're still healing. So I'm trying to balance. Okay, Shanice, I'm work. I'm walking in purpose. I'm like walking in my destiny, but at the same time, I'm still I'm still triggered by certain things. I'm still trying to learn how to build a relationship with my new family. Like I'm still learning. I'm still healing, and I'm growing as I go. And I'm doing these things, but it's a balance. And I get anxiety sometimes. I get anxiety because I I don't know how to balance all these emotions. Like, I didn't know how to accept not being who I used to be. I didn't know how to accept being the oceanist. I didn't, I didn't know how to accept, like, letting her go. How do you let go of, a, of a, a little girl who walked with you for 26 years? How do you let that person go? I didn't know how to let it go. And like, I just want to tell you, like, it's in you to heal. It's in you to overcome it. That breakup, that last thing, it's not the end. It's not the end. It's literally the beginning. Like I always say, some betrayal is necessary. If that man didn't betray me, I would have been mad if he didn't betray me. <laughs> I needed it so bad. And it's just like, that's why it's like, and it's weird. Like, how can you hate somebody who God used to impact your life in a lot of ways? Like, I don't hate nobody else I used to date. Like, I don't. Like, they may do what they did, but I did what I did. I wasn't perfect towards other people the same way they wasn't perfect towards me. So that's why I don't hate them because God forgave me. So how, why wouldn't I forgive them? Why not give them the grace? And I know it's so much easier said than done to forgive somebody that mistreated you. Like, it's, it's, it's hard. It's extremely hard, especially when you get slapped in your face a few times or reminders of it. But I just want to tell you, sis, like, it's in you. I promise you, it's, it's in you. If, if God can... Take me from all of that and still say, Shanice, I choose you after that. And you, your story may be worse. Yours may be better. Like, yours may not even be that much. And it's just like, 
if he can choose me still, like you're still chosen. And I share the raw moments because churchy people, I'm churchy. Like I love God and I read the Bible every day and I listen to sermons, but nobody share the cuts. Nobody share the wounds. Nobody share the nights where they cry themselves to sleep. Like nobody share those moments. But I just want to tell you that you can do it. Like you can heal. You can be who you're called to be. Your dreams can come true. Like, we talked about what you want to be when you get older. Like, nobody talk about that stuff in their 20s no more. Not that many people have dreams. Not that many people have goals right now. We're glued to the 9 to 5 life. Like, a lot of us don't even think we're capable of being successful. But I know for a fact, without a doubt, I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even pay attention to money. I don't even pay attention to money. I just know for a doubt, I will be successful. Like, I feel that in my soul deeply. Like, it's, I know for a fact. The thing about it, it's a journey that I have to get there to, to, to reach it. And it's all about that process, that ugly word, the process. You have to learn how to trust the process and believe in yourself. And in order way to believe in yourself, you have to accept the love God has for you. Because once you accept the love God has for you, you will know the love that you used to accept in the past that was never love. The moment I started to receive God love for me, I said, God, why was I saying I love you to this person? Why was I calling myself I was in love? I don't call my first boyfriend my first love no more. That wasn't love. That was just my first boyfriend. That wasn't love. Love don't hurt. The Bible says love is kind. Love don't hurt you. That's not love. My first love was the day I laid eyes on my daughter and, and God. And my mom, like, them, them three are my first loves, first few loves. <laughs> but I just want to remind you that you may be in the darkness right now. You may feel like it hurts so bad. Like, I, I don't see this pain ever ending. But as you walk in, as you walk in purpose, God's going to heal it. God's going to touch it. God's going to change it. Like, God's going to work it. Like, I promise you. Like, I promise you. Take my word. Just go through the process. Go through the process. And don't depend on friends for strength. Don't depend on family. Don't depend on people for strength. Get your strength from God. Number one thing I learned recently, before you vent to anybody about anything you're going through, pray about it first. Because I guarantee you, after you pray about it, you don't want to vent about it no more. But vent is good. But vent to the right person. But I love y'all. I got to put my groceries up. And I got to clean up. Before my daughter get home. But I really do love y'all. I really do. I don't know y'all like that. But I love y'all. <laughs> Let me pray really quick. God, speak through my spirit, not my flesh. God, I just ask you to cover each and one of us that's listening, Lord. I just pray that over our mindsets today, God. I pray over the brokenness in our heart, Lord. I pray over the feeling of not feeling worthy. I pray over the feeling of not feeling like we're good enough, God. I just pray that you begin to reverse the thoughts that we thought of us, Lord. I, pl- I ask that you place value back in us, Lord, that we once lost, God. I pray that we begin to see ourselves the way you see us and not how the world label us as, God. I just pray that you just take the brokenness, God, and you just throw it out, Lord. And you give us a new heart and you clean our heart, Lord. You take away the dirtiness off our heart. 
heart, any thoughts that make us think less of ourselves, God, I just ask that you remove it, God. I pray that anyone who's at the center of our heart, Lord, if it's not true, I pray that you remove it, God. I pray that the person who doesn't feel like they're good enough, God, I pray that you just renew their heart, Lord, and you just give them peace in this season, God. You give them strength in this season, God. To the woman who can't sleep at night, God, I just pray that you let her rest finally, Lord. I pray that she get a good night rest, not a good sleep, but a good rest, Lord. I pray that her soul get rest, God. I pray that you restore her soul, God. I just pray that, that remind her to see those tears, God, and you're not ignoring her, Lord. I pray that the test she keep repeating and she keep recycling, God, that she would end the test, Lord. She would break that cycle before it reached her child, Lord. I pray that she begin to turn her heart back to you, God, no matter how hard it gets, God. I pray that she begin to seek you, Lord. I begin to put you first, Lord. I begin to put herself first, Lord. I pray that she would never put herself second to again to no one who doesn't deserve her heart, God. I pray that she find true happiness. She find true joy, Lord. I pray that you just continuously to bless her and cover her, God. I pray that she begin to walk in purpose and she find out her true identity, God. I pray that you cover my mind, God. I pray that you cover my future, God. I pray that you cover where I'm going, God. I pray that you remove any anxiety, any fear that's in my heart that's settling right now, God. I pray you continuously to use me to touch women, God. I pray you continuously to bless my mind, God. I, I pray that you I always remain at your feet, God, and I always remain humble, Lord. And I pray that you continuously... To bless everyone that's listening, God. And I just pray they find you, Lord. And they continuously to heal. And they will begin to heal, Lord. And I pray they never give up, Lord. No matter how hard it gets. No matter how hard they slip up. No matter how many times they go back, God. I pray they just continuously to always stay connected to you, Lord. As long as, as even if they fall, as long as they get back up. That's always really matters, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.